Hey, chat, what the fuck is up? Oh, not too much. Just got my hair cut and I'm feeling free. Hey, good. It looks nice. Yeah, thanks. Ah, man, look at you with the, uh, I don't even know what type of haircut that is. It's somewhere between a pompadour and just a regular ass undercut, but not shaven because I'm not that much of a hipster. (laughs) (laughs) Or soccer player or whatever. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So if you hear music in the background, that's my neighbor downstairs playing rock band. Oh, is you know that probably is what it is. That that would make sense given the playlist, because it's been a really kind of odd mix of generic rock songs. Yeah, yeah. But like, not the kind of thing that you expect people to listen to on a daily. Yeah, exactly. It seems strange. It's, it's a strange set of songs that he's chosen. Yeah, but yeah, with rock band, that would make much more sense. Certainly. Uh, So welcome to Real Nerd Hours, your favorite slice of life podcast, ostensibly about nerd shit, uh, including this time a new nation. Mm. Mm. Birth of a nation. Yeah, we're we're witnessing the birth of a nation, but one that didn't end in a bloodbath. Ah, okay, good. Or a weird movie that was like a retaking of a movie that was supposed to be like a satire on an entire race. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Real... Hopefully, we don't go down the same road on this one. Yeah, I hope not as well. That'd be <laughs> that'd be real fucking strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time to start satiring, sat, satirizing entire races. I read a book on the IRA, and boy, were those Irish people upset about things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for good reason. Time to satire that. Yeah, uh, we're gonna do it in white face, like white chicks. Oh, perfect. It's gonna be great. It could couldn't possibly go wrong. I'll be John Smith. That's an Irish name, right? I watched a few episodes of the new season of Luke Cage. Oh yeah, it's actually pretty decent, man. Okay, it's uh, the new the new villain in it is this Jamaican dude oh, that's man. all hopped up on Nightshade. Oh man, have you ever have you ever encountered Luke Cage in Nightshade? No. One of the biggest problems that I have with these these sets of Marvel shows is that they're working real hard to like make things super realistic, mm. and it's kind of shitty. <laughs> and I see. you can see it in the way that people get their superhero names or whatever. Yeah, like uh, like in Luke Cage this season, uh, Rosario Dawson, aka the Night Nurse, calls him Power Man. Hmm. Rather than like them brainstorming names to use, I see, sure. Or uh, what other, what other show, what other, how how else did other people get their superhero names? I can't even remember. I mean, Jessica Jones is her name. Iron yeah. Fist is a title. Yeah. Uh, how does Daredevil get his name? Do they call him I, Daredevil? I don't even know. I don't even think they call him Daredevil. Yeah, you know. He just doesn't have a superhero name. I mean, as long as they don't do what they did with Man of Steel and, like, strictly avoid saying Superman during the movie. (laughs) I guess that's not even a problem I have. I can't even name other situations. I could swear that they just gave... They, like, come up with contrived ways to give people their names. I mean, I guess it makes sense... From a sort of realistic standpoint, like in the Marvel movies, most of those names are given by other people. Like, you know, in the Spider-Man 
the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films, you know, it was the the wrestling announcer. There was uh, Iron Man through newspapers, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But those are, at least with Spider-Man, you know, that was played as a joke and it was more lighthearted and fun rather than, you know, a serious thing like the Spider-Man. <laughs> He's the Batman. He dresses up like a bat. Yeah, this this man over here that looks like a bat, like a bat man. Uh, no, yeah. I, I think man bat would be better. Man bat would be better. He's like a man that's a bat. Yeah, yeah. You're fired, Billy. Get out of here. It's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I I can't even remember the other the other ones that I've seen in which they come up with like dumb like dumb ways to explain the name. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, let's be real. If you were to have an alter ego, it's either you've got delusions of grandeur and like you're trying to make some you know fucking title for yourself. Or it's going to be something that comes from someone else because you're too busy actually doing the damn thing to worry about, you know, what people are going to call you when you're in the newspapers. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So I, I like, know. yeah, I get where it feels contrived, but I also, I mean, how else are they supposed to do it? <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. All right, you've got a point. I mean, I don't know. They could just do it. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's um, it's Powell Man. Yeah, I don't know. It's I, I don't know. There's got to be a feel better like, way. Though. I feel like there's almost no corny way or no, no non-corny way of doing this. Just have them have the name from the start of them. See, this is the problem with all the origin stories, yeah. dog. Like, if you just have them have the name, you don't need somebody to come yeah, up with it. That is true. When you have stuff like, say, Blade, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's Blade. Okay, cool. That's Blade. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, you got I don't know how I got the name Blade. It's just my name. I figured it was from all the swords and shit, but all right. <laughs> Unrelated. Unrelated. It's I like, was yeah. named Blade before the swords. Yeah, actually, he gave me the sword because of the name. Crazy, right? Yeah, really strange. Yeah. I mean, I also carry guns, and they don't call me guns. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm gunpowder. <laughs> I'm bullets. Yeah. Uh, what kind are you? Are you... Uh, Seven six twos? Are you nine millimeters? Yeah. What are you twenty twos? Like what? What are you? What, what kind of bullet are? No, I gotta say, Hollow Tip would be a pretty good villain name. I'm Hollow Tip. Yeah. <laughs> or Horse Face is actually pretty good. Ooh. I don't know if that's his name from uh, Punisher. Ugh. Oh, his name is Jigsaw and Punisher. I just made up Horse Face. Well, whatever. We're calling him Horse Face now. Yeah, Horse Face is way better than Jigsaw. Jigsaw's a dumb name. Yeah, and then I just think of the Saw movies, and now you're just a dumb clown. Would you like to play a game? Yeah, no, it just doesn't. doesn't I never understood those Saw movies. What were they about? Like some guy like trying to teach people the value of life or something? Kind of. Yeah, I only saw I think the second one. See the second or third one, but. Yeah, the idea is that these got it's some sort of like retribution, and like they have some valuable lesson to learn that so that they can grow as people and lose a limb in the process. Well, yeah, you have to grow as a person if you can't walk anymore. It can't just be like having PTSD from lock, being locked in a bathroom with a dead body. No, that would never happen. What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> uh, 
Oh, you mean getting kidnapped and then mutilated doesn't make you grow as a person? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, well, I guess anyway, Luke Cage, I recommend. I think it's better than the first season so far. Okay. It's moving a little bit faster. That's good, because that was really why I haven't watched shit any of the marvel shows because all the ones i watched they just started so slowly that i'm like okay do i want to watch another episode no no i do not (laughs) (laughs) that was an hour and it felt like every bit of an hour yeah but i'm glad to hear that this one moves along a little faster maybe i'll get around to watching it it's yeah yeah i mean i i'm not gonna go as far to say it's worth checking out because like as far as i'm concerned like, none of the Marvel shows are <laughs> worth checking out. Mainly because, like, they're all more or less the same show with minor changes, sure. right? Like, there's a hero. Hero gets in trouble. Uh, he kicks some ass. And then he gets in trouble again. Now he or she gets in trouble again. Then they're out of commission for, like, the last part of the season, and then they make their triumphant comeback in the last two episodes. Yeah. And that's how all of those shows have worked, except (laughs) with different coats of paint. Sure. Uh, Daredevil did it really... It was, like, really actually kind of fascinating for the first season because it was such a surprise. Like, nobody really expected it. Yeah. But I went back and I watched it, and it's... Just the same shit. Yeah, it's not not good. Uh, like everybody else is following that same template, except they change the coat of paint with Jessica Jones. It's like alcoholism and mind control with iron fist. It's shit. (laughs) And with Luke Cage, it's just like retro nostalgia. Like people, I don't know why they do this and it's kind of grading to a certain degree, but they rely heavily on old school hip hop and like references to old shit for people to actually kind of like I, I don't like as as a makeshift tone for the show I guess I think that stems from when you think of old school hip hop like or even like just black music in the late 70s early 80s like you don't associate that with thuggery Whereas if it was like a throwback to, I don't know, like 90s or... It, it's 90s hip-hop. Oh, it's... Not, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's like Wu-Tang. It's uh, Gangstar. Okay, then I'm going to say it's more so so that they appeal to the uh, the hipsters that collect vinyls. Oh, such and, as myself. Well, yeah, exactly. But, you know, <laughs> you're about 10 shades darker and 100 pounds heavier than... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then the waspy kid who lives in fucking Brooklyn. Exactly. In Williamsburg. Who's really just about this show because it's like, oh, he's referencing Wu Tang. What up? You know. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't believe they put this Wu Tang. I, I can't believe they put in Gravel Pit over <laughs> uh, the strat something chess boxing, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, gravel Pit's a classic. Don't yeah, yeah, it is, <laughs> motherfucker. Don't get it twisted. All right, let's let's get to what we're really here to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, I found out about a new country, Chet. Yeah, okay. You mentioned this, and I had no idea about this. Explain. Okay, so first and foremost, uh, creating a country is difficult. In I would world. imagine so. Because there are a lot of things that you need uh, in order to create a country. You need citizens. Mm-hmm. You need a government. Mm-hmm. And you need territory. Sure. 
right? And basically all the land masses in the world are owned by somebody or claimed by somebody. Right. There's just about nowhere on the planet that isn't a staked claim. Exactly. Unless you were to build an, a man-made island out in uncharted waters or in uh, Use a trash waters. island that's the size of Texas. Hey, you know what? If you find a way to make that habitable... It's yours. Yeah, yeah, that's real shit. We're looking at you, Musk. (laughs) (laughs) He'll come in later, actually. I believe it. (laughs) So with those three things in mind, those are three of four things that you actually need to be acknowledged by the UN in order to become a member state. Mm -hmm. And there's a new country called Asgardia. Okay. Uh, it hasn't been recognized by the UN, but okay. as of June 25th, 2018, it had its declaration of independence and the inauguration of its first president. Okay. Uh, the country is founded by Igor Asherbelli. Bailey? Asherbelli? Okay. He's, a, he's a science man. He's a science sure. man, Dem, who essentially wanted to get around working with... The Outer Space Treaty that's from 1967, Mm -hmm. which is essentially a treaty that a bunch of member countries signed. We'll we'll get into that later. So as I had mentioned, in order to be recognized as a country, they need three things. They need citizens, of which they have 203,577 citizens as of the recording of this episode. That's more than I would expect. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, you can just sign up online. <laughs> and then you become a citizen. I expect all of us to be honorary citizens by the end of the week. <laughs> as long as I don't have to actually give up my real citizenship anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that would be a little... This is meme citizenship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see, you want to sign up for Asgardia, huh? All right. Get out of America. Like, wait, wait, it was just a joke, man. It was just a joke. <laughs> uh, they have a government. Uh, as I mentioned before, they uh, did their first president. Uh, they inaugurated their first president. Right. And they have a legislature of 150 members. Okay. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, let's see. And the last thing, territory, uh, which is a big concern, mainly because, as we mentioned before, a bunch of shit's already owned by people. Yeah. So their their plan is to build a space colony and orbit the Earth mm-hmm. with two hundred and three thousand people on board. That's a lot of people. For That's a, space a lot colony. of fucking people. Why don't we start with 10, right? Yeah, right? Like, how many people does the ISS have on it? Like, three or four? Yeah, not a lot. I'm sure it can handle more, but not anywhere near. Like, if you told me the ISS could handle 100 people, I would be shocked. Yep. Like, I would expect max of, say, 20. So, to increase that by an or- several orders of magnitude, okay. Yeah, and you would have to do it... fucking well i don't know how many people need to be in the territory in order to be considered a member state because even vatican city is considered a member state right and that's only got 800 or so people in it yeah i mean it's tiny yeah a lot of that is holy land that's not really like housing (laughs) (laughs) oh shit pitkareen islands had the smallest population of 12. So, like, I don't... 
it's owned by the UK, so I don't believe that that's like yeah, they wouldn't be a, a sovereign nation. No, the Cocos Islands are also owned by Australia. They've got five hundred and fifty people, mm-hmm. as mentioned. Vatican City, eight hundred and thirty-nine, and basically anybody with a population lower than ten thousand is owned by somebody. Okay, so France, UK. Uh, New Zealand and so on own like the eight smallest countries uh, with the exception of the Vatican Um, Nauru N-A-U-R-U and Tuvalu are two of the smallest ones with 10,000 I wouldn't exactly expect that to be the number I think that's an estimate based on the UN Um, but even with that said those count as countries Mm -hmm. so this this can count as a country and with two hundred and three thousand citizens it sits right underneath sao tome and principe principe i don't know how to pronounce that shit it might be principe (laughs) principe yeah Yeah. sao tome and principe as uh like 188th in population granted nobody lives in the fucking country right so i I I wonder how that actually affects things you know like if you're if you have say dual citizenship between spain and france but you live only in france do you count towards spain's population because i don't think you do yeah, you're probably right. So I don't know how that would work with these guys. Granted, I mean, I don't... It, <laughs> they're not... This is a, a country that's, what, a week old? <laughs> yeah, just about. Just about. I think we're off by just a day. And, like, it's... It's got more citizens or more citizens than Samoa has in population. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess the numbers aren't necessarily equivalent because, again, nobody actually lives there. Right. But, like, let's say people did. That'd be fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, That's a lot of fucking people. As far as I know, not many people have heard of this. And it's fucking... It's so weird. Yeah. So, Igor Bailey is a Russian billionaire. Uh-huh. Or, I mean, he's like Hungarian and Russian, I think. Sure. So he just wanted to make a country to get around, like, the Outer Space Treaty or mm. something. So the Outer Space Treaty, or Treaty on Principles Governing the Activities of States in the Exploration and Use of Outer Space, including the Moon and other celestial bodies. That was the full name of the treaty ratified in uh, 1967. It's a lot. It's a lot to say. That's quite the title. Yeah. And most most countries are members on the treaty, unless if they're too small to have their opinion count for anything. Uh, like uh, fucking Nuvalu and, or Tuvalu. Tuvalu. Tuvalu and Nauru are not going to have fucking space programs come up anytime soon. So I'm sure their opinions don't count. Uh, with, 107, with 107 member countries and uh, 23 signatories that haven't ratified it. So essentially what the treaty says is like, actually, I've got it written down right here. Hey. The Outer Space Treaty represents the basic legal framework of international space law. 
which oh, is boy. that's actually it sounds kind of cool international space law yeah. oh god that'd make oh god that'd be a really good like just wait until we start getting to interplanetary space law. That's when the laws get real fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> Among its principles, it bars states party to the treaty from placing weapons of mass destruction in Earth's orbit, installing them on the moon or any other celestial body or otherwise stationing them in outer space. It exclusively limits the use of the moon and other celestial bodies to peaceful purposes and expressly prohibits their use for testing weapons of any kind, conducting military maneuvers or establishing military bases, installations and fortifications. However, the treaty does not prohibit the placement of conventional weapons in orbit and thus some highly destructive attack strategies such as kinetic bombardment are still potentially allowable. The treaty also states that the exploration of outer space shall be done to benefit all countries and that space shall be free for exploration and use by all states. Okay, it's a pretty reasonable treaty. So why why does he want to get does he is he trying to build space nukes like what's good? I he, it doesn't really have a good outline of what his motives are online. I think he just so in one of his prepared statements he says that Space is the future. Like this is this is how you start space exploration. You put some shit in space, and people will eventually come to you, right? Like solutions will be built to get from Earth to space more efficiently, and from space to Earth more efficiently. And people will want to go out further than that. And this is to help kind of force along the process. Yeah, I know that one of the things that people were saying, like, if we really were serious about getting to Mars, what we would need to do is build a platform on the moon and then go from there. Because we can get to the moon, no problem, despite what some... (laughs) (laughs) So you mean that base on the other side of the moon owned by the aliens isn't stopping us from getting to the moon? Exactly. <laughs> I'm waiting for Neil, uh, what's his name? Neil Armstrong Memorial Park on the moon base. Oh, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Just I'm have thinking. a mural of him and Buzz Aldrin and that other guy that nobody remembers. <laughs> that poor other guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh-huh. I was part of the first Apollo mission. <laughs> Shut up, Grandpa. You're not in my history books. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, another part of the treaty that's come up is it expressly forbids any government to claim a celestial resource such as the moon or a planet, uh, meaning that like you can't make the moon a territory of the U.S. Right. Or of Russia or of the U.K., much like uh, whatever other fucking cocoa islands that are owned by Australia, you couldn't make the moon a territory in the way that that's a territory. Right. So it's more, it's mostly there to ensure f- like freedom across space. Like, right. Yeah. So it, it's not a space race in terms of like land grab. It's not yeah, like yeah, the exactly. next gold rush. Yeah. And nobody's going to fucking start dropping kinetic bombardments on countries so they don't get to space that quickly. (laughs) (laughs) This is preparing us for the future Gundam. Yeah, honestly. That whatever the guy who made Gundam promised us by dropping a fucking colony when Asgardia (laughs) 1 drops on planet Earth. Damn. It's preparing us for that. Oh, yeah. 
And space junk is a huge problem, people. Yeah, there's a lot of dead satellites up there. I mean, it's yeah. it's a ton of space because, you know, it's more than the Earth. But it's there's a lot of just dead satellites sitting up there. Yeah, it's it would be good if somebody were to clean that up. Shout out. Asgardia better be able to do that. They better do that yeah, shit. space janitors. Let's go. So one of the problems that I have with this is that when you tell me that you want to go to space and live, somebody mentioned recently that Jeff Bezos is talking about doing this, like basically moving the space. Uh, Good luck. I read an article from The Federalist basically saying that private citizens, if they can get to space, can more or less do whatever the fuck they want. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess in a similar situation as international waters, like, who's going to tell them no? Funny you say that, Chet. Uh, there's, this is called, uh, as I've deemed it and stole from the Federalist article, space-steading, which is <laughs> instead of homesteading, yep. uh, which also branches off into seasteading, yep. this is space-steading. Okay. Uh, and, and this is like the libertarian... Okay, let me start over. Homesteading. The Homestead Acts were several laws in the United States by which an applicant could acquire ownership of land typically called a homestead in all more than 270 million acres of public land or nearly 10% of the total area of the U.S. was given away for free to 1.6 million homesteaders. Most of the homestead, most of the homesteads were west of the Mississippi River. So essentially what that means is like you apply through the government and this was like in the 1800s, late 1800s. Right, this is like after the Louisiana Purchase. Yeah. Like directly after. This was after... Um, the abolition of slavery. Uh, it, the first law, I believe, was passed in 1850, and then the notifications went out in like 1868 or some shit. Oh, and okay. So, so it's later than I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, what ended up happening is like, of course, like if you were black, they weren't fucking with yeah. you, really. But a lot of people went out and were able to get their own land and like. Uh, more or less like settle wherever the fuck they wanted. Right. And that's where you get like a lot of the Western TV shows. And that's why like motherfuckers have houses surrounded by fucking nothing. Yeah. Uh, and a bunch of fucking horses. Cause man, because what else are you going to do? Fucking plot of land and they can do whatever the fuck they want with yeah. it. So this idea in the modern day was more or less adopted by libertarians because they, uh, I don't know. Libertarianism is kind of like a meme of political philosophy at this point. Yeah, there's, I mean, my take on libertarianism is, yeah, that sounds nice, except, and then that's, <laughs> yeah, that sounds nice, except, how about paved roads? Yeah. How about a fire department? How about running water? I don't know. Those things, how about regulated food? man fucking anything and of course there's different degrees to libertarianism and you know certain people they believe that okay government should do roads but nothing else you know or whatever yeah but that's not libertarianism right now you're now you're you're just talking about a normal fucking functioning society yeah so libertarians what they would do in some instances is just go move out into the middle of the forest build a cabin because nobody's going to come out there looking for them. And like people hardly go out 
on public land like if it's a big ass forest right, right. And they can build their own like self-sustaining farm area or whatever, mm-hmm. and just live alone in in that. Right, and that works. Seasteading uh, is a similar concept to that, except it's in international waters where nobody can lay claim to it. Right. So you take a big ass barge out, and you can kind of just live out there. You can do your 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 fucking thing if yeah. you really want to. And it sounds cool for about a weekend. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's the kind of like weird isolationist life that I couldn't vibe with. No, it seems very fucking weird to me. And that just sounds boring, if nothing else, because you're not going to have almost any contact with the outside world, like unless you come back. Like, yeah, which you can do. Like, I'm assuming you know if you have a way out there, you have a way back. But, man, to choose to live that way, that's that's extreme. Yeah. And even more extreme would be doing that, but in space. Yes. Where it's basically international waters times 10. Yeah. Like, there ain't nobody fucking with you. Exactly. The state can't really stop you from doing anything uh, once you get out to space, but they can sure as fuck stop you from getting to yeah. space. Like, no civilian, I don't think, has ever launched a spacecraft, including that one dude who was building his own spacecraft yeah. in order to prove that the Earth was flat, uh, which he never did. Of course he didn't. Maybe maybe he did launch it and it exploded and he died? I don't think he died, but I, I think the launch failed. Okay. Like, he definitely didn't accomplish what he wanted to, but not just because the Earth is round, because it is. but also because like it went wrong in some way but i don't think he died and i have to look into it all right well good good he's not dead yeah so that's that's more or less where the space libertarianism ends i mean unless if you're jeff bezos in which you have more money than most countries you can do your own space program and you can move to space and leave all the problems of the earth behind you and you can have all your money in space or whatever you can do whatever the fuck you want bury me with my money he might just shoot himself into the sun when he dies i i basically trying to space stead would be a suicide wish because there, the reason why we haven't done any missions to colonize Mars is because the technology isn't really there yet. I'm sure we could get there if there was a thousand times more funding, but it's pretty well accepted that whoever is are the first people to go onto Mars are probably going to be there forever. Yeah, they're never coming back, and that's that's perfectly fine. But the logistical issues of a reclaiming water yeah like we don't have a way to like a good way to do that yet no and you would have to go up with so much water to last you a lifetime that essentially you would just be fucked as soon as you ran out oh yeah and one (laughs) flying a, a spacecraft or launching a spacecraft is so precise that every drop of water counts like they use the lightest materials possible and water is heavy so to supply even one person with a lifetime supply or like the rest of your lifetime supply of water would make that craft not space worthy you would need some form of recycling it 
And uh, yeah, we just don't have that. Yeah, exactly. And as far as like growing food goes, uh, you could do hydroponics yeah. for your plants, which wouldn't be a big issue. But getting meat, like you could turn shit into steaks. I think Japan, somebody in Japan managed to like yeah. turn a shit into a steak. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but I think it's a really inefficient process. Oh, so sick. It wouldn't. So the technology is not there for that yet either. Yeah. So fuck it. Whatever. Yeah. Like you can, Jeff Bezos, I invite you to fly into space and die if you <laughs> just, want to. Just live your life, man. Yeah, do what you want. You got enough short money that'll to be. do it. It's fucking insane. So when I first heard about this, I my first thought was like, oh, this is space libertarianism. Mm-hmm. This is a joke. There's no way that this is going to happen. But they're doing pretty well. I mean, <laughs> 200,000 citizens. He can afford to do as much as shit as he wants. He's a fucking billionaire. And he they've got a flag which really sucks. I'm sure. Uh they've got a national anthem. I'll put a clip in right here. And they they've got a constitution, a president, they're independent, they just don't have the space station yet. And I have a feeling that this is going to turn out like um, Mad- Magnetic Rose. Uh, it was this anime that I watched a long time ago that was recommended oh. by Dictator, uh, who no longer listens to the show because we had Destiny on. So, <laughs> whatever. Uh, so, <laughs> he, it, it's like this derelict space station that's just floating in space <laughs> because everybody who was on it died. Yeah. Or it's going to end up like Gundam, where it fucking falls out of orbit <laughs> and lands into the Earth and fucking just kills a bunch of people. Yeah, that would... I mean, depending on the size of the colony, but I mean, if it... If it's got to fit 200,000 people... Oh, yeah, then that would probably be, be like, apocalyptic levels of destruction. Because yeah. that would be a big-ass colony. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of thing, like, that's way too big. You can't launch something like that. You'd have to build it in space. You would. Yeah, you couldn't build it on Earth. No. And then, like, if there's, like, a meteor storm or just, like, even a small little meteor cracks one of those windows, everybody's dead. Yeah, you're all done. Or it's going to end up like Bioshock. Where everybody's where everybody's dead, but underwater this time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess Magnetic Rose was the better analogy, but Bioshock has more pop culture appeal. There you so go. let's go with Bioshock. There you go. It's gonna be like Bioshock, but in space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a bunch of people are just gonna be missing because either they fled or they're dead. Yeah. And I mean, it's not. I don't think it's worth even talking about like that as a solution for anything yet i mean it's ambitious and it's fun yeah but it's not gonna turn out to be be anything good no not yet we're still a ways away and you won't believe it but here's a little fun fun thing there's a, a space historian. Oh, man. There's not that much history in space, dude. Like, why the fuck do you need a historian? All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> his name is Bob uh, Bob Zimmerman, and uh, he was mentioned in the Federalist article. And 
he he mentioned space libertarianism uh, just briefly. So I'm just going to read an excerpt from that article. Uh, and hopefully that'll just tie up this section. section and then we can move on to questions from the subreddit. Ultimately, what Zimmerman wants to address is not the ownership of objects or extracted resources, but the title to real estate or territory. That is the kind of property some lawyers argue private enterprise is prohibited from owning by the Outer Space Treaty of 1976. The language they generally refer to is contained in Article 2 which is composed of a single sentence. Outer space, including the moon and other celestial bodies, is not subject to national appropriation by claim of sovereignty by means of use or occupation or by any other means. So essentially what this dickhead Bob Zimmerman is trying to do uh, he actually reached out to Trump in 2017, and he was just like, look, dog, we got to back out of this treaty so we can just go fuck around in space and do whatever the fuck we want, which is probably a bad idea, considering that we can't even control the pollution on our own planet. I can't imagine what bullshit would end up in space if we just let random idiots just go up there and start doing shit. Eh, like, I know libertarians... Or, you know, anybody who's hyper-freedomist. Uh, they don't really consider how poor they are in the grand scheme of things. But if you open up something like space, the only people that are going to own land are all corporations. Yeah, it's going to be corporations and like rich private entities. And then it's going to end up looking exactly like poor man's war where debt is a means to control citizens and citizen groups. Yeah, it... it you're born into debt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're just born into it. And then when you go to school every day, that's more debt, debt accrued. And if you want to go to college, that's even more debt accrued. And if you, want, if you want to get a job, you're basically paying them to work. And you'll be lucky... If you can even escape a minor bit of debt. This is just based on the book. And then maybe some fucking stupid ass space pirates will come up and offer you a deal that you quote unquote can't refuse. But they're just as bad as the corporations. I would just join the space pirates. Yeah, I mean, I know you would. Most people would. Yeah. But they're just as bad. I'm sure. They put you in debt just in a different way. Yeah, I'm sure. And that's the moral of the story. You can't escape death. Debt. It follows you to your grave. Well, death and taxes. Yep. Same idea. Same idea. Yeah. So anyway, that wraps up (laughs) what I learned about Asgardia. I guess it's less so what I learned about Asgardia and more what I learned about like space treaties and like what kind of fuck shit you can get up to in space. And you know what? I enjoyed that. I hope you did too. I also want to give a special shout out to Rella Rella who, uh, Gifted me Slay the Spire on Steam. It's a pretty cool game. It's like a card game deck building type thing, but it's sort of RPG-like. It, it's really interesting. I, I really like the game. You know, he just gave it to me because he said I would probably enjoy it. And uh, yeah, he was right. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, really cool. Pretty fun. And uh, yeah, go check that out. And thanks again.
Questions from the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. First one comes in today from Willard TK. He asks, what's your favorite angel from Neon Genesis Evangelion? Misato. I don't care about the the other angels. It's, <laughs> she is she is the angel, <laughs> an alcoholic thirty year old. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I like the one that shoots lasers, and when it does, it screams. <laughs> yeah, that one's cool. It's pretty hardcore. Yeah. Fuck police officers. <laughs> Fuck police officers. <laughs> ask. <laughs> Howdy, fellas. Here's one that's been on my mind as of late. How has Pokemon survived and thrived for so long? It's the highest grossing IP of all time, ahead of Star Wars for fuck's sake. Pokemon Go sucks, the new Let's Go games look disappointing, the anime has been trash, and a lot of people would say the mainline games are going downhill as well. Anyway, what's y'all's experience with Pokemon? Also fuck cops. Uh, so I think it's the most popular in the world because it just translates to kids really easily. Yeah. The game's not difficult. It's got super light RPG elements. It's got stats and stuff you can keep track of, but none of it's necessary to be successful in the game. It's got cute little animals and you can collect them all. Yeah. And that appeals to children. And as long as your base is children forever and you can say fuck adults then you're good. Yeah, I, I definitely think the uh, the kids market, especially for something like a collectible, is such a strong stance to take. I mean, you've seen, I'm sure, a thousand competitors come up and come and go. Like, I mean, Digimon is still around. It's just it never hit the critical mass that Pokemon did. But then there's other stuff like, I don't know, say Skylanders, even Bionicle tried more Pokemon-like collectible elements and just you know they they couldn't reach that same level of fame they still did plenty well just not nearly to the same level yeah the the stuff wasn't cute enough yeah but it's also like because it is appealing to the kids market and it's been around for 20 years you know people our age who grew up with it a lot of my peers have kids and their kids will see Pikachu and they'll see whoever and they'll, they'll get drawn to it. And then the parents will be like, oh, I remember this. I had my Charizard when I was a kid. Why don't you play the new games? It's great. And, you know, the cycle continues. And, of course, then there's people that are still into it since childhood. I'm a fan of the series overall. I've played all of the games. Well, all of the main games. I don't know if there's a lot of fucking spinoffs. <laughs> there are a lot of fucking spinoffs. But uh, yeah, I, I I liked Sun and Moon. I did not really care for Black and White or X and Y that much. But Sun and Moon, I thought was better than Gen Five and Six. Uh, you know, Generation Eight would probably need to innovate or do something different again. It couldn't just be another generation of Pokemon. They haven't announced anything with that yet, but um, yeah. I also think like having stuff like the card game where it's so tangentially related to Pokemon, but it's still another cash grab. Genius. Yeah, that card game sucked too. 
Oh, yeah. I actually uh, was talking with someone. He was a uh, <laughs> he was an old Magic player that uh, that I know from conventions, and he apparently was pretty serious with the Pokemon TCG for a while. And apparently, in the last year, the trading card game has lost a lot of its... I don't want to say prestige, because let's be real, but... <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it lost a lot of its credibility because it turns out about 25% or some absurd number, but I'm going to go with 25% of the top 100 players got caught cheating. Oh. Which is insane. That is. <laughs> Including the number one player. And, okay, so the, <laughs> the one example that I was given was there was it was at like one of the world championship tournaments and a player like two tables down from the number one player calls over a judge and he's like hey what's that so the judge it's like the head head judge comes up to him and it's like hey do you mind standing up and the guy's like nope I'm not going to stand up. And the judge is like, if you don't stand up right now, you're getting DQ'd and possibly banned forever. Stand the fuck up. So the dude stands up and cards just fall out of his lap. Oh, jeez. Of course. God damn, man. Like, that is the easiest, most basic cheating. And this is a grown-ass man, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, Yeah, so basically the whole competitive world got rocked by cheating scandals left and right also want to throw out there that in magic there's only been a few like big cheating scandals and these dudes were like magician level sleight of hand artists oh okay <laughs> like while they're while they're shuffling they're like double lifting and stuff and like that's what they're doing to cheat not i got cards in my <laughs> nice but yeah that, that's fucking wild i just learned that this weekend God damn. Yeah. Juice Campbell asks, Is it just me, or does it seem like compared to any other musical artist and any other music fan, rappers and hip-hop fans seem to love anime the most? Mainstream and underground hip-hop seems to be filled with anime references. Do you agree with this observation? Why do you think this is? Personally, I think Toonami had a big hand in this. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. I have a feeling that it's kind of a a self-replicating, no, not self-replicating. It's kind of a circular sort of issue where there was some hip-hop fan some time ago, or hip-hop artist, that made some anime reference, then more anime people got into hip-hop, like, say, black anime fans got into hip-hop, and then more hip-hop artists noticed that their listeners were anime fans. They got into it, and it just kind of steamrolled into itself. I also think that it's probably just that hip-hop and rap, they're just more vocal about it. Whereas other groups, they might be anime fans, you just don't know. Yeah. I think adults, well, not necessarily Adult Swim, but more so Toonami had a big effect on that. Yeah. Because that's what was playing, like, midday when kids got off from school. Right. And a lot of Saturday morning cartoons on four kids was uh, were anime. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, 
I mean, it's it's had a big cultural impact. It's huge, and Definitely. like the new people coming up are in their early twenties, so it was even more prevalent by the time that they were like getting into the age where their minds could be scarred by anime. <laughs> and yeah, it's just super popular. It's yeah, but then you know, it also it kind of begs the question. Okay, so those same those same generation. Why isn't that being represented in, say, pop music? Uh, Because rap music is more so a genre built on life experiences. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily even... uh, It's not about, like, what you've lived. It's like painting a picture of what could have been, maybe... Or, like, what you feel like your life may have been. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's some amount of reality attached to rap still. Sure. And it's not necessarily about, like, just kind of whatever, like, a lot of music is. <laughs> like, country music is just kind of, like, whatever. Yeah. I uh, Granted, I haven't listened to a ton of it. But, like, pop music is also, like, just kind of whatever. Yeah. And I don't think there's really any other genre out there that really focuses on the lived experience as much as hip hop and rap do. Yeah. None that I can think of, honestly. And then, yeah, I I would say the only other genre that has nearly the same influence from like other forms of pop culture is like electronic music, but a lot of that's instrumental anyway. Yeah. So where, where you get like Porter Robinson, for example, he's huge and definitely an anime fan. And his brother is a weirdo. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but, like, it, it was only after he, you know, had Vocaloids singing in Japanese in some of his songs where it's like, oh, maybe Porter Robinson's in anime. Hey, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and oh, and also uh, hip hop and rap. Uh, consists of like I feel like more lyrics than any other form of music yeah, I mean, and a lot of it is referential shit definitely and eventually like somebody was bound to reference anime right and uh, I mean other other rappers even before anime got more mainstream they would they would drop some bars about comic books and everything every yeah. once in a while yeah man yeah real life experiences yeah Dynamo Geek asks, Boys, tell me why this is the most awesome slash most garbage thing to ever exist. It's basically a tablet you can fold in half. I can't tell you how many times I've said, Damn, I wish I had more screen so I could scratch it and damage it. And motherfucker, if they could just either make... And motherfucker, if they could just either make that screen rub against itself or be smashable from both sides of the device, I'd just write in my pants. And he provides a link to a rumored dual screen tablet. It looks kind of like a Nintendo DS, but when it folds open, it's just straight up tablet surface. Yeah, you know, I had a Surface Pro 4 for a little while, and it's pretty solid. It's, yeah, it's pretty solid, but 
I don't know about having two screens on that shit. I don't like touch screens, fo- touch screen phones as is. Yeah. And I have to use a separate keyboard on a lot of the devices that I use because they come with shitty stock keyboards. <laughs> yes. But it's like using using something that's got haptic feedback in it for when I touch something, I fucking hate. Mm-hmm. I just want a keyboard. And I want to be able to press buttons and like do hotkeys and not have any of my inputs misread because my finger finger accuracy isn't honed for that device. Yeah, I I am a fan of um, you know tactile response because I mean I didn't have a smartphone for a very long time. Like I only got my first smartphone in 2013, which was pretty late to the game, um, and. I mean, I had a sort of BlackBerry, and I was probably still faster with using that tiny-ass keyboard than I am using a, a touchscreen, just because I could do it without looking. I didn't have to, you know, physically see what I was up to. You know, I'm semi-accurate if I'm not looking, but no guarantees. I have no real way of telling. Yeah, and then you don't have to worry about the keyboard crashing in the middle <laughs> yeah. of doing something. So fucking annoying. Yeah. Or like if it lags and then like if you're swiping and it lags, you just get some just nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. But uh, I don't know. It, it's still a rumored thing. So we don't even know if this is even going to come to market, but it'll probably be cool. I will almost guaranteed not get one. So I really don't care one way or the other. Um, it looks sleek. But they've got to make it strong enough to survive because, you know, more moving parts means more parts of failure and having glass rub against itself just doesn't seem like a great idea. I guarantee they'll have a case for it, though. Yeah. What it'll probably be is like a case that goes on the bottom of it. I guess if there is a bottom, the one the side without the power button is probably going to be the bottom of it. <laughs> yeah. And the case will slide underneath that second screen and then it'll fold between the two parts. Mm. And that's that's how they'll handle that. I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It we'll see when I, when we get there, I suppose. That said, I am not excited for it. I don't really think they're really innovating anything here. So, yeah, whatever. No, they're not. <laughs> Fuck them. Samurai Jack the Face Ripper asks, If someone you genuinely liked asked you to recommend an anime to them, what are the one or two you're suggesting after you tell them anime is trash? Flip side, someone you hate asks you for the same thing. Well, if it's somebody I hate, I'm not going to give them any recommendations. <laughs> I get, uh, honestly. I'm not even going to be talking to them because I hate them. Yeah. But, like, I guess what the, the the question is trying to get at, regardless of my policies on talking to somebody I hate, is, like, if somebody that I don't really care for asks me for a recommendation. Yeah. Uh, I would probably tell them what was that vampire one that i had you watch blood of wars blood of wars yeah have them watch that and that other one that's based off of the game i don't remember oh what about so the blood of wars was the sexy vampires right i recommended so many it wasn't too uh sexy it wasn't too um blood of wars was not very fan service it was more just mindless action but it just wasn't very good okay 
there was um, that other one that was um, the Sherlock Holmes one. Oh, yeah. That was the one based on the game, right? Yeah. A yeah. mobile game, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's a Sherlock Holmes Vampire Slayer PS4 game. Yes. Yeah. That one I would definitely recommend to someone I hate because it's supposed to be a comedy. And let me tell you, <laughs> it ain't funny. Fuck. No. No, it's not. Uh, but uh yeah I'm, I'm trying to think of like what's just something really slow and boring hunter x hunter boom damn damn that's not true <laughs> it is kind of slow but it's not it's not boring uh hmm i don't know if i if, i'll I would just find something tailored to whatever they would hate. Like if it's a homophobe, I would recommend them some yaoi, you know, whatever. It would, it would be a hand-picked hate selection. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Queen's Blade. No, because they'd That's, probably just beat off to it. <laughs> ah, gross. <laughs> yeah, just something fucking stupid. Yeah, something dumb, slow, or specifically that they would hate. Yeah, and my my recommendations for something good, probably something by uh, Miyazaki or Ghost in the Shell is one of my go-tos. Yeah. If you're into that hard cyberpunk shit. Yeah, Ghost in the Shell, you know, I definitely wouldn't recommend that to anyone who doesn't get sci-fi. But if they do, then, you know, definitely by all means, check it out. Yeah. Kind of same goes with Cowboy Bebop. Um, yeah, it, it really depends on what they're into. If they like you know superhero stuff my hero academia is a great choice it moves right along it's very reminiscent of western comics you know it's a good safe choice yeah they might hate deku for crying too much though yeah that's one thing that i hate about anime it's like okay i get that it's okay to be emotional and shit but dog if you're breaking down and crying every other episode (laughs) we got there are only so many frames in this fucking anime (laughs) We need to speed this right along, please. Come on, Deku. Save the Kleenex for the next episode, please. Save it. Just cry. Have one episode in the season where he just flashes back to things that he was doing and he's crying. <laughs> and just so I can skip that whole fucking episode. Yeah, let that be the recap episode of the yes, season. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. But I, if if you want to get someone into anime as a medium, I would actually recommend movies over series because they're just shorter and easier to digest. Yeah, definitely. And Rella Rella brings in <laughs> some stuff. So CEO happened this weekend, and it was a big reminder that we are not living in a post-racism world. Dudes attending the tournament had to deal with shit like this. And it's a series of tweets, such as, CEO was a great experience, but was probably the most racist place I've been to in my life. Had a white guy throw a cup of ice at me and my friends as he drove by. Another was talking about the KKK while rocking Confederate flags and people staring at us up and down. Another person tweets. Black couples were warning them about the police in the area. Another person Jesus. tweets. Daytona has the most crackheads per square block I've ever seen. And this is coming from a dude who's lived in sketch areas of Brooklyn. 
Another person said, I had a crackhead white woman get up in my face looking me up and down before she went to the back with the guy she was with. And there's more. There are a lot more. Uh, yeah, apparently Daytona sucks. I've never been to Daytona, but I've been to Central Florida. And, I mean, it's weird because I've been to, like, the Deep South, and it didn't feel like that. But Central Florida is just weird because it, it's it's poor and it's almost urban but it's not and it's also like super confederate for some reason where like i didn't have issues in tallahassee i there's no issues with miami but central florida they they, they got the shit backwards <laughs> but um jabaley the guy who runs uh the ceo tournament of now Twitch emote fame, Jabated. Uh, Alex I'm glad they finally made that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, I, I'm glad to see, I'm glad to see that people know what Jabated is, but I also, it feels weird having that be co opted in a way. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like that, it's been an FGC term for so long. And it was, you know, specifically referring to this guy. And now you have people who know his face but don't know who he is. And, I don't know, that's just weird to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I was watching somebody's live stream from, a, no, E3. Mm-hmm. And Gutex walked by. Oh. And they were just like, oh, that's the PogChamp guy. That's oh, the PogChamp guy. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's PogChamp. And it's just like, what? God damn, that's Ryan Gutierrez, <laughs> yeah. my dude. Like, Put some respect on that dude, name. God damn, chill, chill. Man. I, uh, a buddy of mine, Eddie, got him to make the PogChamp face some years back, and we have a photo of that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so we have a photo recreation of PogChamp by, by Gutex. But Jabaley took all of those stories very seriously because it was apparently a really big problem for a lot of the attendees and if you're not familiar with the fgc there's a lot of colored people in the fgc and a lot of people who do weird racist shit because it's also gaming yeah i would say it's less bad in the fgc than compared to most other esports because <laughs> i mean you got you got shit like moe is a uh, another Twitch guy used the F slur over the last week, and then Thorin, I think his name is, he's a CS:GO commentator. Dude, Thorin is such a fucking moron. Yes, he's like, so stupid. He's, he's out here caping for Moe, saying like, "Well, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't mean that." Well, actually. It's no longer a gay slur. Like, dog, if people are still taking offense to it, and if you're not even saying the word, you know it's a fucking slur. Don't talk like that, Yeah, fucking moron. Yeah, he's so... Fuck Thorin forever. God. But, uh, Jabaley took all of that to heart, and he's really going to try and, you know, do something about that, because they signed a multi-year contract with that venue already. <laughs> yeah. So, like, he's and- in a really tough position. Doug, that's something that I don't know what race he is, but like anybody who's not, he's not dark skinned. Yeah, he's, I don't he's think not he's white. I think he's he's like white ish. Yeah, he's probably adjacent. like Italian or something. But I, yeah. I, I don't know. 
Yeah, the the issue is with somebody like Jabaley, uh, that's not something that he had to consider before putting it anywhere. Yeah. Because wherever he goes, he's good. Yeah. He's good money. Whereas, <laughs> like, if you're black and you're organizing an event, you stay out of a lot of areas because racism. Right. You don't want people to be harassed. Last thing you want is, like, one of your attendees leaving their hotel and them getting beat up by a yeah. bunch of racists or going to a bar and getting into a fight with like somebody in Florida, a stand your ground law state and yeah. getting fucking blasted by some dude. And I'm, like, as some of the tweets were implying, that's, that's all of them. You know, if, if you got into some sort of altercation, the police were probably going to side with the locals. Yeah. So, you're kind of shit out of luck there, which is really fucked up, but, you know, it is what That's it is. America, and you know what? Trump's emboldened people to start acting a fucking fool, so... It's wild out here. Yeah. Yeah, but, it, you know, it is one of those things that you do have to consider, and a lot of the attendees just didn't leave the venue, really. They just went from the, the convention center straight to hotel... And that's it. And that's what they had to do to, you know, protect themselves. And it sucks because, you know, I'm sure for a lot of people, it was their first time, like, going to a Florida beach and they didn't feel safe. And yeah, fuck, fuck that. Yeah. Jabali, move it. Move it. <laughs> he's more interested in cleaning up Daytona than he is in uh, moving it moving. because he's just going to lose a bunch of fucking money if he moves it. Yeah, pretty much. Should have just stayed in Orlando, dog. They outgrew the venue. Well, there. I'm sure there's more than one venue. In the Atlanta. next biggest venue, uh, it was a 200 grand deposit just for the uh, uh, for the internet. Jesus, yeah, because it's the actual convention center and it's so close to uh, Disneyland or Disney World. Oh well, should have went to Miami. Should have went to Miami, like LeBron. Yep, or I'm- just moved out of fucking Florida. Yeah, that also could have been. Uh, I mean, there are plenty of states nearby, right? Like, yeah, I mean, even though uh, it's a big move, and I, yeah. I'm sure the company is based down there, and their equipment is stored down there. I'm sure it would have been a much more expensive hassle to do something like Atlanta, for example, because I we know Atlanta can host a big fighting game tournament, but I mean, ultimately, what this is going to do is it's just going to cost. It's going to cost him very little money. He's going to keep the same venue. Uh, the Some people aren't going to go every year because they just don't feel like being fucking harassed. And people are going to continue yeah. to go. And then some things are going to happen. Like, let's say somebody does get in a fight with a local. Somebody's going to get arrested. And it's just going to be cast off to the side. Like, oh, there's nothing that we can do about that. Yeah. I I, I could imagine next year you know if if nothing changes if it's the same venue if it's all factors being the same people are going to probably come prepared like ready to fight yeah and that's going to be an issue because you can't prepare yourself for a fucking bullet oh yeah that too but i I mean mean, like it's a stand your ground state if somebody's picking a fight with you it's because they probably want to shoot somebody right that's it that's the thing that pisses me off about Something like a stand your ground state because all it does is it encourages people to fucking start fights yeah. because you get to be the one to finish it even if you're if even if you're the one that's instigating it even if you're the one that's causing the problem you mean like following you, a 15 year old black kid oh yeah 
exactly. Oh, yeah, crazy. Like getting like following a teenage boy down an alleyway and getting molly whopped by him because you're following him. Yeah. And then you shoot him. And and then suddenly that's you know, you that's within your right. Yeah. So that's what the state of Florida is like, at least in my mind. So it's not it's not gonna be helpful to anyone to keep that event down there, but they're gonna keep it down there because money's involved. Yep. They've already spent the money. There's yep. nothing that they can do about it. So until somebody gets shot at a restaurant or more black people or any anybody who's not white is down there and continues to get harassed, it's not that he doesn't give a fuck. It's just that he doesn't give a fuck enough to make a change. Yeah, it's gonna take it's gonna take a push in some direction. Whether it's it something beats. really, really, really bad is well, have I to mean, happen. it could it could also be a push such as someone investing that like really cares about the tournament, and they're like, "I will pay your severance fees for breaking this contract." Fucking move it. Like, Nobody's gonna do that. Yeah, I highly doubt it. In the same way that they're not gonna move that, they're, they'll move it as soon as the contract's up. Yeah. But they're going to lose attendees. Maybe not that many. Maybe we'll see. maybe it's going to be a negligible number. We'll see. Because if they keep bringing wrestlers around, they have like a built-in base, and most of that crowd non-black. Yeah, the wrestling crowd does change the demographic quite a bit. Yeah, because especially like the the East Coast and Southern FGC is heavily black, but. The wrestling crowd, well, let's just say that's a little bit more Daytona flavored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, just, I hope everything's okay, but... I mean, it'll. you and I are going to forget about this maybe 20 minutes after we finish talking about it. And then once this comes up again next year, we'll talk about it again. And then I'll say, oh... Remember how I said we'd forget about it 20 minutes after we talked about it? And we did, and we didn't bring it up for the rest of the year. And Jabali didn't change the venue, and he didn't do anything to protect the people because there's nothing that you can do outside of provide a shuttle that drives people directly to the hotel and the venue and back. And that's really about it. Yeah. You're not, he's not changing the venue. He's stuck. I mean,. I know people like to shit on Chicago or Detroit, but no one's had any issues with that. No one's been shot in those cities. No one's had huh. any issues. Weird. Yeah, Strange. crazy. Uh, really odd. It's like being harassed by KKK members is like something that's very distinct and only happens with white people. <sighs> Holy shit. Yep. There's the brakes. Yeah. Well, you know, just hope everything. Yeah, I hope, hope everything's okay. To anybody. Yeah. Getting harassed in fucking 2018 is fucking weird. Glass Daytona. Fuck it. We don't need it. <laughs> yeah, what, it. What's out there? NASCAR? Fuck them. <laughs> just glass the entire. The gla- you know what? Saw, saw Florida off like Bugs Bunny did yeah. that one time. Yeah. We'll be straight. You're good to go. Uh, this has been Real Nerd Hours. Thanks, everybody, for listening and writing in. You can follow the show on Twitter at XRealNerdHours. You can follow me on Twitter at ThatDenzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at... Bushido Brown SD. Excellent. You can subscribe to the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash RealNerdHours. You can join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 
Real Nerd Hours Podcast and Facebook.com slash groups slash Real Nerd Hours Podcast. And lastly, uh, we'd really like this part. You can support the show by uh, going to Patreon and subscribing or whatever. Uh, Patreon.com slash Real Nerd Hours. Holler at your boys. Happy birthday, America. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Y'all have a good night.